0: Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles, Rush, and Ken Moss. Hello,
1: and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul,
0: and I am Ken. How are you? Well, I'm tickety boo and a half. It's been a while, but we say that at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> we like to keep people waiting. Yeah, less is more.
1: Absolutely. Absence makes the heart grow (laughs) fonder. It's your turn this week. What have you got
0: for us? Halloween. Ooh, or ooh. ooh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things that I think when we were kids, it wasn't really anything big but now it's very, I mean, it obviously comes from America. A sort of big celebration of it. I know traditionally it's always been a, I think it'd be a Catholic. Pagan. Yeah. yeah, Samhain it was called. But yeah, so now it's everywhere. There's Halloween decorations. There's people are doing their houses up. There's, you know, planning parties and stuff like that. And I just wondered how you feel about it
0: all. <laughs> Couldn't give a toss, really. (laughs) I do agree. It's gone very, very, very commercial now. Mm. And when I was a kid, I did actually go through a period where I was really into it because there was a, I don't know whether you remember it or not. There was a TV movie called The Worst Witch with Tim Curry. (laughs) And I loved that TV movie when I was a kid. I've seen it once since as a grown up. We'll leave that there. <laughs> right. But you loved it as but a I kid. But I loved it as a kid, and it really got me into the whole Halloween spirit. I don't know whether Harry Potter's had anything to do with it, because uh, there's quite a Halloween-y feel about Hogwarts mm. and and that whole witches and wizards thing. It's something that's been bastardised, really. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure it's a bad thing, uh, the way that it's gone, because it's witchcraft and magical mm. mi- What's the word I'm looking for? Mythological, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know
0: what you mean. It's an M word. <laughs> It's spun off in very different directions now. There's all sorts of different, it's pulled everybody together. You've got pagans and white witches and black witches and buried deep in the heart of the country. You've got all sorts of, Mm. of not cults, but gatherings of people going on. I know people that they like to go into the woodlands every now and again at Beltane and things and light fires and, oh yes, it all all goes on. (laughs) There's There's nothing particularly sinister about it, but they do, in corners of the country, there are people that. Very much into all this spirituality and, and mysticism. I find it fascinating. I just can't get enthused about it because I'm not five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's quite a big thing for the gays. Is it? Yeah. But
1: I think that's because they or certain parts of the gay community are sort of, you know, they like to dress up and they'll they'll be <laughs> And and it's just an excuse to wear slutty, costumes so you know, like I'm I'm going to be a slutty witch's cat this Halloween and just wear as few clothes as possible. But I know, particularly in America, and you know, like places like New York, they have a huge Halloween parties and stuff where they all go to town. It's not so much over here, but it is picking up, and it could be something to do with Harry Potter and the like. Mm. The, like because even before Harry Potter, a lot of the kids' books that we read were about magic and you know things like that weren't Mm. they although they didn't have necessarily, I think, where Harry Potter sort of crossed over because it had the the proper good versus evil, you know, and the the evil was someone who truly evil, uh, not even human kind of thing. Well, our culture is steeped
0: in witchcraft.
1: Yes, particularly in the north of England as well, isn't
0: it? Well, in this particular area, we're a stone's throw from Pendle Hill. Mm. And the Pendle Witch story is nothing to do with broomsticks and black cats or anything. The Pendle Witch story is actually... (laughs) It's quite a sad story, really. It's just hysteria mm. and certainly not the only example of it. It's just famous in this area. <laughs> but if you look at any fairy tales, how many have got witches in you know, yeah. Or evil old magical women that, uh, they're always magical women, aren't they? Yes. No bad wizards that I can think of. No. So maybe it's just subconsciously bringing that out. But it has gone over the pond. Like I say, it started in England. It's first mentioned actually in print. I think it's a Shakespeare play. Okay. That it's actually mentioned in first, in in print. And then it's gone over the pond, been blown out of all proportion, turned into films, (laughs) then come back over (laughs) and uh, and we've taken all the commercial bits. So I I know there'll be people out there that are horrified by this commercialism. Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I remember years and years ago when I went to my cousin's house in America and she had quite young kids. It was coming up to Halloween and the whole street went to town, but they all decorated their houses and they had a, a theme for the, you know, for the street. And they even had a this tunnel that went down the middle of the street where they erected this tunnel and it was full of scary lights. And it was crazy it was for everyone else. And people would just come from miles around and you know, to do the trick-or-treating, but all of the houses were like that. And over here, we've sort of got into it a little bit with our kids carving pumpkins Mm, and stuff like that. But there are some houses around where we live, where they, they go to town (laughs) And even recently we've been shopping for furniture and you go into like furniture shops and they have, you know, normally around about this time of year, well, actually in about August, they start, <laughs> they start clearing the shelves and having their Christmas displays out. Well, in between the summer stuff and the Christmas stuff, they now have a whole range of things where people can put out their Halloween decorations. I've seen Halloween trees and um, mm, yeah, which... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. And also, the other day I did see, you know, you get those giant inflatable snowmen at Christmas that people put out on their dry... The giant storm.
0: inflatable pumpkin. It was, it was.
1: It was the same
0: mould as the snowman, but it was
1: orange. So it was three pumpkins on top of each other. But like, first of all, where do you even store? None of us have room to store our Christmas decorations, but where do you store your Halloween decorations? And where do you stop? What's next?
0: Well, they're coming for your kids, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's just a whole other conversation about the commercialisation of <laughs> Christmas in particular. <laughs> yeah. You know, it started the Boxing Day, the Easter eggs are out. <laughs> so God, this sounds like two very miserable middle-aged <laughs> old men, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not as good It, as it is that annual <laughs> festival of licensed begging where the kids come round and look at them pathetic costumes. The saddest Halloween of all, though, was a few years ago when we had. Lockdown. Mm. And personally speaking, I, I was a, a bit blase about the whole lockdown thing. Um, I, I was semi sort of thinking, like we were when we were kids, go and play with the chicken pox kid yeah. to catch it and get <laughs> it and So I, I was a little less terrified of it than, than some people were. But getting the kiddies coming to the door with their mums, mm. and they'd knock on the door and just look sadly through the window and they'd be there waving. And you think the whole... <laughs> Point of it to go out and give kiddies sweets and things or a, a little something off a tray, yeah, because they've got gone to the effort of getting dressed up and going out with the mum or the dad or what have you. And then they're just sadly waving through the window. Look at our costume. I just couldn't bear it. Yeah. And I, and I, I went out and said, you know, there's a tray there. If you're all right, come and take some sweets for your jars and things. But there were hardly any kids out that year. And they always come here, and I always put like a, a little pumpkin candle and a skull yeah, so in the know. window. so they know. So they know, yeah. To come and knock. And. But it was just so sad seeing these little children being deprived of a what for them is a big event of the year. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very sad. And
1: there was a lot of stuff going around about you know if you are going to put a bowl of sweets, make sure that they're individually wrapped, yeah. and make sure you provide hand sanitizer to you know so that they can clean their hand. And it's just like <sighs> they're already wearing masks. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> Yes, that was a very sad one. One thing that I don't like about the trick-or-treating, I love when the kids come round and they're all dressed up and they've made an effort. What I hate is teenage kids who have bought a 50p mask, if that, or just not made any effort and just go around knocking on doors and asking first of all i think that's quite intimidating for some elderly people but also I've, you're just threatening people
0: this is licensed begging but i've got to say neither of us are small men mm. um but i've been confronted by you know two or three teenagers on the door and it is intimidating yeah i mean what the hell do you do here lads there's a twix yeah <laughs> that's it yeah it's great
1: to have the little kids like you say out with their parents and they're dressed as cats or whatever it's exciting for them and then they get you know they get this bowl full of sweets mm. it's a strange thing i li- I really like it I like the idea of it, but for the people who have always celebrated you know that season or Mm. Halloween in particular, particularly if it's related to their spirituality and their belief system, you know, whatever Mm. they follow. Like you were talking about, you know, the white witches and things like that. I wonder if they see Halloween and the way that Halloween's changing in the way that, say, a staunch Catholic sees
0: the build-up to Christmas. Yes, let us not forget the real meaning of Christmas, (laughs) where a woman went to extreme lengths to cover up an affair. The disclaimer may not be true. (laughs) Although
1: that disclaimer could also apply to the Bible.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, all characters within are fictional and any (laughs) resemblance to characters alive or dead is purely coincidental. Well, I get the same vibe. I've no idea, I've nothing to back this up, but have you seen Solstice at Stonehenge? Mm. Now, that's something I am fascinated by, but I've no interest in going to witness. Because have you ever seen Stonehenge after all the tourists have been? Yes, because they always show
1: pictures of it, don't they, in the the press? and.
0: The Stonehenge, this old colossal monument from the dawn of time, just covered in McDonald's wrappers. (laughs) But I feel very sorry for the, I think the Druids. Yeah, yeah who genuinely do celebrate this as part of their belief or culture or whatever it is, being hijacked by a load of people on the phones. Yeah, just to say that they were there. And and completely ruining something that for a particular group of people is very, that's their thing. Mm, Yeah, and a, a
1: particularly significant and symbolic time for them. And they can't do what they would normally do because there's a load of idiots Instagram in it.
0: <laughs> Somebody's swinging from one of the top. <laughs> yeah. It's not the best lighting this actually. Um can we move that stone and that stone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's not showing my best side. It's blocking out the moon. Um yes. But on the whole, I do think it, I think it's nice for the kiddos. And God almighty, the world's such a miserable, bloody place. Any <laughs> bit of joy that the kiddies can get now. The younger ones. The, yes. the, because the, from what I see, and bear in mind, I increasingly now shut myself off from the rest of the world. because I just can't stand the way things are. See, it's far safer just to shut the door and not interact with anybody. But everything's out to get you. Mm. And the kids are being raised with this culture of... Everyone's out to get you and everybody's against you and everybody's the phobic about you wearing that dinosaur T-shirt. Everything is sinister now. And I do like the fact that the kiddies have got something. The, the kids, are yeah. a big thing for the kiddies.
1: Yes. Yeah. Where they can just be kids, be silly. Obviously, you know, you have to teach them to be safe when they're going out trick-or-treating, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, just have have a good time. I think one sort of last anecdote our kids have got a halloween disco at school but because it's a catholic school and i think halloween is the 31st of october and all
0: saints day is on the 1st of november that's,
1: right, yes. that's a big thing in the catholic church so. well
0: that's when the appleton sisters come and sing in the choir <laughs>
1: yes <that's it. laughs>
0: Melanie Blatt's obviously not allowed in. Obviously. (laughs) uh, Uh, For those of you (laughs) below the age of 45, that's meaningless, but never mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was once a topical reference. (laughs) (laughs) So the school has sort of made guidelines about, you know, fancy dress is optional, but it can't be evil fancy dress. So we don't want you most certainly cannot go dressed as the devil. <laughs> but thing, you know, things like evil clowns and stuff like that, that just makes it just like a normal fancy dress party. So my daughter is going with one of her friends and they decided that they wanted to do a, a sort of coordinated costume mm. so, so that they could be seen that they were there together. And all of our suggestions were ones that would be on the struck-off list. I mean, mine was... Fred and Rolls West,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's my goal too for any Halloween. <laughs> well, it's very easy, isn't it? Just mess up your hair and wear a bad top, and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, grab your shovel <laughs> and get yourself the ugliest wife you can. The <laughs> wife stroke, sister. I
1: <laughs> <Stroke. laughs> any-
0: just as a quick aside, I remember seeing a, when I still had a hairdresser. I remember um, it was 1995 and there was, while the whole trial was going on, there was a, a mock-up poster on the wall, Fred and Rose West Patio's Limited. <laughs> and, of course, New Year's Day, it got amended on the poster, ceased Trading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: Ah, northern humour.
1: No, yeah, it's good we can laugh about these things. (laughs) But yes, yeah, so I think uh, we've probably rumbled enough about (laughs) before we go truly into uh, somewhere darker than we need to go. Let's get the feather boas out. Maybe for Halloween we should have actual boas.
0: Yes, how many boa constrictors? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think, <laughs> like you said, it's not a big deal, especially for us. I mean, we went to a Halloween party a couple of years ago. I think I borrowed a costume of yours. You did. Yeah. I
0: have got a lot of wear out of it. It's it. Um, <laughs> for the benefit of the listeners at home, it's a Ghostbusters costume. It's great. It, it, it went down very well with the uh, crowds.
1: And it, it's great and it's really good fun. I don't think it's earth-shatteringly controversial or anything like that. It's nice for the kids. It's good for us. Another excuse to have a a drink if one was so needed. So I'm (laughs) going to give
0: it a three. I'm going to go with you on that. This is a three from me as well. In terms of what it is, it's now become something nice for the kids. Mm. And I also think on some level, because everyone thinks that it's an American thing that's come over. Yeah. I do think that we could do to re-educate ourselves on this. Reclaim. Yeah. Yes. So... However, it's taken by the people participating, it's a celebration of our culture. Mm. So let's look at it that way. Hurrah. So to everyone out there celebrating Samhain this thirty-first <laughs> of October. <laughs> woo! <woo-hoo. laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you rounding us off with? I am going to round us off with a screening queens. <laughs> I am going to, once again, choose something that is not available on any streaming sites, nor has it been shown on TV for many years. But it is available on DVD, for those of you who have DVDs. Good old physical media. Yes, yes. And this is something I am sure you remember. In fact, I think we may have watched it together. A BBC drama from 1992 called Ghost Watch.
0: We haven't watched it together, but we have watched it. Right. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was a drama, but it was done in the style of, uh, like a crime watch mm. style thing. It was presented by Mike Smith and Sarah Green, is that right? And Michael Parkinson. And Michael Parkinson, yeah. And, and Craig Charles, for yeah. The reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah who all at the time were quite, apart from Craig Charles, were were quite prominent TV presenters, Mm. weren't they? Especially Michael Parkinson. But it was done as a sort of, uh, some of them were in the studio and some of them were out and about at this haunted house. And although the continuity announcer at the beginning said that it was a drama. It was played out as if it was a live Mm. TV show and there were all kinds of spooky goings on. I think at one point Michael Parkinson became possessed and talking in the voice of... The person who was haunting.
0: He didn't, but at the very end, he's talking to himself in the studio and he's (laughs) quite confused. So (laughs) he he doesn't attempt to do any sort of voice. Funnily enough, we've done Ghostwatch for our Xtamos Experiment Halloween special. So we just (gasps) watched, yes, it'll be out more or less at the same time as this. And it's really very good. Mm. It's a bit of a one-trick pony because once you've seen it, you know the gag. It's not something that they could repeat and it's never been repeated no but it is out there on on Dovde. I think the thing that carries it off and I've said this on to the podcast <laughs> is Michael Parkinson because he's mm. um, he's so convincing as the host so if you miss the first 10 seconds of the program where there are credits introducing it yeah and you just turn on having missed that it will be quite easy to be convinced as a million callers were <laughs> that it was real Somebody killed themselves about a week after it because they were so terrified. I mean, they were mentally disturbed. Yeah, And I can't remember whether they actually proved or, or stated that it was a causal link between the programme or that, but this person who was um, not special needs, but they were... Challenged. Yes. I have to be very careful with the wording these days. Anyway, but they killed themselves thinking that they were... Because there was a fault with the central heating system and he thought that it was Mr. Pipes. From, right. Oh, that was the story anyway. But a remarkable piece of TV. Mm, i definitely like to watch it again. If you, I think it was 30 <laughs> years
1: ago last year that it, was, uh, that it was out. So there have been some calls. I don't think it will be repeated because, as you say, it's one of those things where once you know what's going on...
0: Yeah, you know, but- you've even on the DVD it's quite explicit that, you yeah know, you, this is a it was part of the screen two I think screen mm. one or screen two strand. so it was in a drama slot as part of a drama series yeah as a drama <laughs> with a cast list in the radio times but yeah it still filmed a lot of people
1: mm. but yes, good choice checking out thank you and on that note we will don our cloaks we will yes get and our buckets. off into the moonlight until next time.
0: Goodbye, everyone. Whatever, Whatever. you are. <laughs> Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.